Welcome to a Shame of Thrones, your weekly recap and review podcast for HBO's X-Men Origins Wolverine of a TV show. My name is Doug. With me, as always, is Brian. Good evening, Doug. Yeah, good evening. Possibly for the last time. Uh, we'll probably put a post-mortem on it, but we're here to talk about the final episode of A Game of Thrones, and I mean, all you had to do was just stick the landing, and I feel like I can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, like High Diver doing a belly flop. Jesus Christ. Now, uh, I don't know. It's weird because uh, people are all over the place. Like, I guess I haven't really cared about other people's reaction because I felt like I was the outlier. I was just shitting all over the show to an extent that I had to talk about it with you uh, every week for therapeutic purposes. But everybody kind of liked the show for years. And I got to admit, it, was, it wasn't it was this bad. Like, even, even in the tough times, even in, like, the season six, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. It, uh, I mean, the, the ratings speak for themselves. I mean, this these last... Two episodes or three episodes, they're the worst rated on almost every rating service, IMDb, et cetera. Yeah. So I think that speaks for itself. I, I do think people are still trying to um, say that it's okay by saying the actors did a good job, the cinematography was great, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But to me, all the things that they are praising is secondary to the most important thing, which is the story. Right. It's all it, – like there's nothing without the story. This Everything is just windows dressing. Right. It's it's uh, masturbatory. I mean you can uh, – uh, we have a friend named Snacks. You might know him. He's a terrible person. And he likes uh, Michael Bay movies. He goes and will watch an entire Transformer where a robot is pretending to be a knight from outer space. And he's like, the action's great. I, I love it. Uh, the story's dog shit, but I can appreciate the cinematography and the action. The product. And I just, I'm like, no, I can't. That's, I would rather watch, I'd rather push my fingers into my fucking eyeballs and watch the sparks and the, the fireworks that show up uh, than do that. I don't know. And I can make up a story at that time. Uh, but going back to your first point, yeah, I, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the four worst rated, and by a lot, uh, episodes were the past three episodes. Uh, the Last of the yeah. Starks, 58%. Uh, the Bells, 47%. Uh, the Iron Throne, 57%. Only to be outdone by Unbowed, Unbrent, Unbroken, which I think... Yeah. Uh, that's, called that one. That's 54 So the Bells is even worse than that. So I thought... Last night I texted you that this is the worst episode of Game of Thrones that we just saw, um, but then I guess I realized I didn't take into account people really didn't like Danny being uh, demonized, and I guess that makes more sense, like for casual viewers, just uh, you know they they or people who uh, whose children are named Khaleesi or who have like fire and blood <laughs> awesome. tattoos might as well be swastikas now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think the people took it really hard. Um, and before I go any further, I don't want to. I feel like I'm steamrolling you, but I, I this is going to be very therapeutic. I have to say, I looking back at last episode after some distance, I still feel like these beats, the plot points, Danny turning, fucking interesting. I think that could be cool. Uh, you know, uh, Danny having to get killed by John. I think that could be cool. Um, her going crazy. I I don't know. Um, Sansa. We already we thought that she would be queen of something. She's queen. Great. That's fine. Uh, all these things seem like they would work in some alternate dimension. But what we got was, I don't know. It just seems so fucking random, unearned. Uh, no character yeah. motivations are explained. Um, so my problems really have that's to do the, with... That's the theme of the season. Yeah. It really is the theme of the season. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's pretty clear what happened is that George R. R. Martin gave them... 
this is what happens in the end, or at least something close to this or some percentage of this. And they just didn't know how to get there in any meaningful uh, way. And that, and then they didn't bother to take the extra episodes or seasons that HBO was handing them because they want to get to Star Wars and make even more money. And they're too much of egotists to, to give it to someone else who still gave a shit about it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we talk, I've, I've, I don't know, I've wished death on these people. Like, not, I don't think anybody should go murder them. Uh, but I think like the car wheel should come back and <laughs> destroy them uh, yeah. because I think this there, there's something about their writing and the way they handle this this show that reeks of elitism or um, egomania. Like, I don't know, like a lot of and they have a lot of this meta commentary in this fucking episode. I'll point out as we go through it, um, like just one little thing about the Iron Throne. Oh, when I was a little girl, my brother told me it was made of a thousand swords, and I thought it'd be so big you couldn't climb on it. Well, that's exactly what George Martin envisions the throne being, yeah. a big fucking monstrosity. So it it could be considered a lighthearted jest, but it seems like you're like, that's so ridiculous, isn't it? We're That's stupid. We're not going to do it because we don't think it's good enough or we don't we don't want to bother. I don't know. Yeah, if you look up like the, what the uh, artist's rendering of George's a vision of the Iron Throne is crazy. I mean, it like the there's a platform that it sits upon. The platform is made entirely out of swords. It's massive, right? And this, this I mean, it's like a maybe, you know, I think it's supposed to be like a thousand plus swords or something. I mean, this is maybe like a hundred swords. And, so if and, you, I mean, but here's the thing: is that's fine. Guess what? It's a TV mm-hmm. show. I think it's more practical to to get the design that they ended up with. You just don't act like it's fucking ridiculous because you give some kind of credence to right. the goddamn source material. Which you owe your entire success upon. Uh, God damn it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's pull back. Uh, obviously, spoiler alert, I didn't like it. Sounds like you share my opinion. No. Didn't like it. No, but I, this is basically what I was expecting at this point. Yeah, I had, uh, once again, after the the long night, I had declared uh, viewer poverty. <laughs> viewer poverty. And uh, I had tried to emotionally distance myself. Uh, And I got to say, so we'll get into it. I think (laughs) the first half of this episode would have been, I I was disappointed and there were things I had problems with. But if it would have ended with the fade to black with Drogon like leaving, you know, there's that long fade to black and we're just, it seemed like they cut the episode in half where Tyrion like wakes up and has his mini trial thing. Right. I feel that was a division, and everything after that, it got worse and worse and worse and worse. Like I, I, I was just, how can it be? How can this? How can this possibly be worse? And it, they just kept doing it. Um, yeah. It also it felt like uh, one of the end of the the I think it's the the original Lord of the Rings series where like they, there was like eighteen final pieces of it. Yeah. And it just kept going on and on, and yeah. At least they were, those were those were long, but they weren't like what? what? They didn't make me yeah. angry. Well, that's true. Right. Uh, anything to say? Um, I don't know. Big picture wise, before we get uh, into somewhat of the nitty gritty. No, let's let's do it. Okay. Um, let's see. My uh, notes are going to be look like chicken scratch. Let's see what we can do. Um, yeah, we start out with uh, Tyrion, John, and Davos walking through the rubble. Oh yeah, see the burn man walk by, pretty gross. Everyone's burninated. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. 
I wrote here, really. it's just more Tyrion <laughs> walking around looking at devastation. Yeah. Like, he's, they've gone to this well. They did it last week. We didn't need to see it again. I, I guess we did. I don't know. Uh, like, he did it during the fucking uh, the, the train car or whatever, the Wild West. Dragons destroy yeah. carts and wagons. The uh, Golden Road attack, I think is what they're calling it. Sure. But they stumble upon Grey Worm just executing people. Which uh, he says that this was the point of, or that that yeah, that Danny told him to execute every person that was a Lannister, which I don't think we ever saw that. We certainly never saw her talk to him. So I wonder if this is just him extrapolating on her burning the countryside, or if there's been conversations. But it doesn't even seem like the conversation would have been practical or feasible within, you know, the universe here. Like when would it have happened? I, you know? I think I think it. Uh, so I took it to mean that uh, the action was premeditated. Um, and when we saw like Danny and Grey Worm, but I thought, I'm sorry, I, I, I thought D and D said at the in the end of the last episode when they pontificate that it wasn't premeditated. I think you're right. Sure I think I think both things yeah. are right, which would be a continuity error, which this show doesn't make. So, <laughs> uh, but but that's what it seemed to me. Very true. She he said, uh, you know, she said to kill all followers of Cersei. So that sounds like a direct order. That doesn't sound like he's interpreting things. I mean, he could be, but yeah. I, I don't. Uh, what are we like? Well, once again, we're trying to judge what's actually on the screen. I don't know. Which is a problem. And it's, uh, illustrative. It illustrates again how I, I, these le- leads in logic and things that have happened that D and D, you know, have not uh, have just been so poor at this season in the last couple of seasons. But I mean. It, as a viewer, especially a viewer like us who's pretty well educated on this stuff or has a good idea what's going on, pays attention, watches it a few times, we should not have to guess about the character's motivations. Yeah. We really shouldn't, unless it's unless it's purposeful. And that is not the that's not at all what happens in this episode or any of these other the last couple of seasons. Right, character consistency and uh, ponderous uh, motivations is, I think, the biggest uh, the biggest setback, the biggest negative. Uh, if I'm going to be yeah. as adult and objective as I can be, which that's all ending here as I go on a tantrum. Um, uh, but yeah, notice how they make Grey Worm's war crimes less atrocious. Like, Grey Worm, we never see slaughtering innocents. Like, everybody he's slaughtering are soldiers that had, like, for, you know, thrown down their weapons, or even these Lannister soldiers that are on their knees. Yeah, they surrendered. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's a war crime. It's an atrocity. But it isn't as bad as Danny, and I feel like they made that kind of clear so that Grey Worm doesn't get punished for his crimes later, or <laughs> I don't know. Plus, he doesn't have the that, power. That's a point I was going to raise later. Is it doesn't seem like any of these um, these clowns, the, the Unsullied or the Dothraki, are punished for what would be considered war crimes. I think I think killing innocent people are war, and even the Northern men too. And they just yeah. kind of dance. I mean, and it's never addressed, which to me is a you know a problem. Even though it's wartime, I don't think that it's acceptable just to kill innocent people. Um, you know, I think there was just uh, you know, be wrong, my bad. They said my bad, and everybody was like, yep, "Yeah, he admitted to it. That's fine. Go on about your day." Uh, all right. So, uh, God, I really didn't like Tyrion uh, waddling all the way up to the goddamn Red Keep and going underground and then digging out some rocks and then digging out more rocks and then finding his dead brother and sister. I mean, he did his best to sell it. Like I said, I feel bad for Peter Dinklage. Amazing actor. Does great in everything. Even in this, he did his best, but goddamn, I felt nothing. I felt nothing for yeah. uh, Cersei and Jamie because they're both terrible people. Fuck them. 
Yeah, I wrote down a big, uh, big who cares. I just and some of this stuff, like if you think about it for a second, how in the world would he knew know where they were? I mean, I guess he might have thought of their their path down, like if they were going to escape from the Red Keep to where he planted the boat. I guess he could have figured that out. But Jamie's hand happens to be sticking out, and I went back and actually rewatched the um, the rubble falling on them, and it just looks like a complete collapse of the entire building, not like a portion of it. And it's hilarious that that, if they would have been five minutes away or just standing under a doorway like you're supposed to be in a hurricane, they would have been fine. It's just Just an archway and you'll probably probably survive. And there is so much rubble that that the idea that Jamie's gold hand is sticking out and he was able to see them is just ridiculous. And I also don't like how – you know, they didn't really make it clear what he was upset about. I mean, you could interpret that as being upset both about Cersei and Jamie, which if he's still upset about Jamie, then I'm about Cersei, then Jesus Christ at this point, you know? Well, here's my problem with it, too. Is he really upset with Daenerys for slaughtering all those innocent people? Or is he upset with Daenerys because she killed her brother and sister, or his brother and sister? Yeah. And you could say Probably both. Does. But the thing is, is why muddle? Why do we need, like, if you want Tyrion to be a more pure character motivated by, uh, oh yeah, the concern for the people, uh, you've just made it personal. So he could be conflating his personal feelings with uh, the death of all the children. Like, maybe if Jaime and Cersei would have got out alive and all the children died, Cersei would be like, or Tyrion would be like, okay, you know, sucks, but, you know, my family's all right, so... I'm going to roll with the queen. Um, I don't know. I just, this was unnecessary and took a lot of time. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Uh, okay, so after uh, escaping from King's Landing on a magical horse um, last episode, Arya just comes strolling back in for some fucking reason. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she just got rid of the horse and turned back around. And it's such a stupid, like, they... They D and D imagine this was such a powerful image in the last one, and then it's just it was pointless. Once yeah. again, pointless. She's just standing there. Who's in the room? Is it just D and D? Is there not like the out of the intern going, "Hey, wait a minute! Didn't you just have Arya uh, leave the <laughs> leave on that beautiful horse and that beautiful shot?" Yeah. And as soon as that guy speaks up, they take him to their private <laughs> island and hunt him. Right. The minute he he cracks wise or sasses them, Jimmy, I think it's time for vacation now. All expenses yeah. paid. Have you ever seen the most dangerous game? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Don't bother. All right. Your iced tea. Uh, so she comes back in. She once again is looking at devastation. And then we have the fucking, like, very subtle uh, allusions to Nazi rallies here. Yeah. Um, as along with the subtle 9-11 imagery and, you know, uh, atomic bomb uh, bullshit. And it's good to see that... Uh, Danny has a few troops left after the fucking long night. I, I said it last episode. It's the only army that somehow has more people after a battle. <laughs> How? So yeah. it seems like she had more last week than she had the previous week after yeah. an utter defeat. And there's even more now. And we're the Northmen here. Apparently they're not here. I, I don't they're know what happened to all of the them. city. Uh, yeah. I mean, we back when the after the uh, long winter or whatever all the episode was when they defeated the Night King, you and I literally thought there were like twenty people, thirty, right. fifty, fifty and on the again, high end. The reason we thought that is because that is the way it was portrayed on screen. No question. There's no yeah. No it's question. objectively uh, misleading. All right, whatever. These these are these are small nitpicks. There's some big big ones coming up. All right, so uh, yeah, the Danny imposed with the the dragon wings behind her. I thought it was a little bit over the top. 
Uh, I, I thought it looked cool, cool, but it looked but, cool, but, but, but I'm just yeah. like, it seems like you really tried. Like, it seems like you're trying real hard. Um, I get it. She's fucking evil. I don't need any more imagery to convince me that she's evil and needs to be put down. I don't know. Just that's me. fair. That's fair. You know, a lot of it was stealing Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh, somebody did a comparison of uh, Sauron or Sauron or whatever the hell right before he's about to go to battle, and it's almost the same over-the-shoulder shot of the armies. So they're really leaning on, I think, prior influences. And the same with the ambient music. You know, it's that's supposed to be something, but it's really not. You know, kind of slow motion. A lot of you. I mean, you remember the scene after scene of that crap in Lord of the Rings. So. Um, yeah, so I did like that one shot, but the rest of the imagery, it just, I don't know, it seemed like try harder, over the top, or just kind of, you know, D&D thinking. It just seems very cool in your here? face. Like, I got it. Listen, yeah. listen, you don't, not every war criminal or tyrant has to be compared to Hitler. Come on. Let's, right. let's there's plenty of terrible human beings throughout history. It's just, uh, it's just a lazy, uh, you know, it's the same thing where, I don't know, I've been accused of, everybody does it, but like, there's i forgot what the it's like a made up scientific law that says the longer a conversation goes on the higher the chance that somebody's going to make a nazi comparison um or call somebody hitler um but i get i mean i get it it's just annoying that i have to sit through it it just seems like very in your face whatever yeah, i guess no the, question the dummies need it sure um so she proclaims gray worm is the commander of her armies i thought he was already uh, and then she says they're going to liberate the entire world from Lannisport to Wichita, from <laughs> Winterfell to, um, I don't know, Miami. It it was a ridiculous over the top. But at the same time, I'm like, it's already broken. I, I wasn't. So people were complaining that Danny is even going further crazy by wanting to liberate the world by never mentioning that before in the past. But I feel like, okay, last week they just flipped a switch and she's crazy now. I'm over it. Okay, she's crazy. I got it. Whatever. Yeah, just piling on at this point. Yep. Uh, Tyrion comes back. I thought he was going to try to kill her, which I think would have been cooler. But no, he throws his uh, hand of the queen pin down and is immediately arrested. And... Uh, well, the good part is that he did get in trouble for freeing Jamie because that we we complained about that last week that there didn't seem to be any consequences. But um, well, it whatever. turns out there were no, no consequences. Yeah, no real emotional. <laughs> it was actually whatsoever. Yeah, more uh, on that later. All right, uh, I wrote I hate Tyrion now. He doesn't do anything. Um, yep, uh, just wait. He still doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Uh, then we have the first of two consecutive scenes of somebody telling John what to do, and particularly telling him to kill Danny. Okay, that's fine. Uh, leading into this, you kind of knew that somebody was going to have to do it. You were thinking Arya or John, and you thought mainly John because Arya killed the Night King. So you know, giving her two huge kills might have been too much, but it was right. still open. So uh, Arya tells John to kill Danny because Danny won't. Um, stand by and not punish Sansa or come after Sansa because honestly Sansa's a bitch more on that later um, then John meets with Tyrion for some reason they're letting the Unsullied learn nothing about uh, how they take care of their captives so they're letting visits for some reason John goes to see uh, Tyrion and this is a huge info dump some of this stuff was interesting uh, but it seemed rushed and some of it was laborious um yeah, I kind of tuned out. I didn't like that John was still trying to defend Danny. I mean, John knows what's right and what's wrong, 
I think it's bullshit. Um, I, you know, and I, I, I just thought this whole conversation was drawn out, uh, and I, it just didn't really connect for me at all. So they, they brought up the nature versus nurture thing, which was brought up right. but not really handled. So, like, it's one thing to really have a fleshed-out discussion of it, but they kind of just mention it. So it's, you know, Tyrion says, you know, she was she's fire and blood. You know, we should have known. And that's a horrible thing to say. That's like saying, you know, you know, uh, she was... She was born Amish, but so we knew she was going to start making shit out of wood one day. Like, it's just uh, some kind of whatever weird genetic racism uh, by prejudging people. Uh, But then they don't really talk about it that much. You know, John's like, I should be fire and blood, too. I'm not that blah, blah, blah. And Tyrion's like, if you were on a dragon, would you burn all those people? He's like, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, and then it, it takes uh, takes Tyrion. Bring, apparently, until Tyrion brought up that Danny may kill his sisters, that was the turning point, I guess. Right. Which, you know, I did. I did not think that John needed this conversation to turn on Danny. And if he did, then once I mean, again, it, that's it, the same he thing. Seems like such a fucking idiot. That's the same shit I just talked about with Tyrion. So, once again, right. was Tyrion outraged at Danny for killing all those people, or for killing her family members? Guess we'll never know. And now we have the same thing with John. Is John outraged because all those innocent people died, or he wants to protect his family? So, like, you really are minimizing the atrocity. You really are minimizing any way you look at it. You're minimizing the atrocity. Agreed. Fuck you. All right. Um, what? Not you. How dare you? Oh, okay. The royal you, meaning <laughs> D and D. Um. Let's see. I don't know. I wrote some other. Uh, their conversation went on so long that I wrote down just random thoughts that I I, I don't have uh, their dialogue to piece it to. Um, uh, oh yeah, Tyrion went on this rant about the past things she's done. Everywhere she's gone, she's killed evil men, um, and the and we cheer her for it, which I think was like meta commentary. But here's the thing: of right. course we do. Like, it, here's the thing: people that do bad things should be punished and if they don't get punished in this world you know people will make up uh, not make up i don't want to offend anybody's superstition but people will think that those people will get punished eventually maybe not this world and the other world because if things don't make sense if good things don't happen to good things and bad things don't happen to bad people the world doesn't make sense you might as well just kill yourself Mm -hmm. um so I, and it's the same bullshit that I've been reading in articles all week about uh, people defending the heel turn that Danny had. And it's and all the articles get it wrong. I am not mad that Danny became a psychopathic killer. I am mad that it came out of nowhere. It was not set up appropriately. Or it just, yes, she did shitty things to people who deserved it. And then all of a sudden, she's murdering innocent people for no fucking reason. Um it didn't come across as like a once again if it, if you wanted it to be a spur of the moment thing like you said have uh Rhaegal get killed right then and there have Missandei get killed right then and there and then she burns the place to the ground that to me seems like it's more believable to have you know it's like the difference between premeditated murder and a uh, uh, murder of passion you know that's something that just happens like this you don't uh, i don't know i'm sick of talking about it Take yeah, over. I mean, to be honest, I think this point has been beaten to death. It, it just every character's arc makes sense in the show, but they just didn't flesh it out enough to actually make it make sense um, in terms of the progressions. 
All right. The, 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 okay. end, the end points are on the endings are all in point, but the the paths are just don't make any sense. Right, and I, I've said that before, so I guess I'm just repeating myself. I just I just don't. We wanna, both are. It's so frustrating. But it's so frustrating because I feel like people when people argue uh, that the show's good, they they don't understand what we're uh, what I'm criticizing back uh, about. So, all right. So Tyrion spouts some shit where uh, John says duty is the love is the death of duty, and then. Uh, Tyrion's like, no, duty is the, the death of love. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck are you guys talking about? You guys are just posing. I thought that phrase was stupid in the first place. <laughs> yes, it's pretty dumb. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, and going back to your point, uh, he mentions Sansa and Arya as a way to just straight up manipulate Jon into killing her. So, like, Tyrion basically asks him to do it and then manipulates him emotionally to get him to commit murder, which is fine. And maybe he thinks it's justified, but this is the same shit that for the realm Varys did with Ned's dad or, uh, um, his uncle, uh, John's dad, Ed Stark. So Eddard Stark was not going to admit that he committed treason because it was a lie. And Varys said, well, you know, that's fine for you. You'll, you'll die with your honor, but guess what? Your daughter, Sansa, who's in the Queen's care, will also die. Do you want that to happen? He's like, no. So I guess I'll betray my honor and I'll say I committed treason. Uh, This is very... This has echoes of that, and that's fine. But once again, you are making Tyrion uh, out to be a kind of a manipulative piece of shit. And you are sitting on the grave of For the Realm of Varys, once again... Varys being uh, a good guy now in retrospect, and he was a manipulative bastard that got uh, Ned killed. Well, maybe unbeknownst to him, but kind of fucked up. <sighs> okay. <laughs> John goes to kill Danny, and everybody knows that's what he's going to do, and he gets past Drogon, who's under asleep under a bunch of ash, which seemed like too much, and it looked like snow. <laughs> Yeah, it really did look like snow and ash, and it's confusing, and people on the internet seem to be confused. And, you know, that was kind of a cool shot, but completely superfluous. Yep. Uh, a waste of budget. Why couldn't they have spent, like, this shot on on <laughs> having Ghost in a few more episodes? Yep. You know? Once again, beautiful, Stupid. but once again, it's uh, masturbatory. Add nothing mean, to the story. Nothing yeah. to do with the story. It's just eye candy. Great. Um, it was pretty cool. Like, out of context, great. Uh, so he gets in there, she walks up to the Iron Throne, puts a hand on it, oh, she never sits on it, <laughs> just like her vision. So I guess we gotta say that there's one prophecy, they shot all over all the prophecies, but the two that they held, wasn't a prophecy, there was a vision, and then the prophecy, so the prophecy, and it was all right. visions, there were two visions, so it was Danny's vision in the House of the Undying, where... It was the, uh, last episode of season two, I believe. <laughs> Right, so she's in the warlock place. Where are my dragons? They took the dragons. She goes into the fun house that is the House of the Undying, and the warlocks uh, trick her, and she sees all sorts of visions. One is the Iron uh, Throne covered in what people thought were snow. People thought also was ash, but whatever. Uh, we know it's ash now. The sun or the the roof messed up, and then she goes to the Iron Throne, and she never makes it there because she sees uh, Drogo, her husband, and their unborn child, and she goes to them instead. And people have interpreted that for a long time to be that she dies with ever out with that without ever sitting the Iron Throne. So this is all on point. This is consistent. Or I'm fine with it. Um, 
Uh, I, like- th- I thought it was uh, – w- this came up a couple times in this episode that it was a per- – I thought it was kind of dumb that like the Red Keep basically fell, but we have a per- perfectly preserved Iron Throne sitting there. You know, just like later on. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Small point, but like, I'm just like, wasn't this place destroyed? Oh, no, it's still, no, we still have this set ready to go. Uh, Yeah. John tries to convince Danny to be merciful. Uh, What I really, and this is the big, I I don't know if I should save this for later, but yeah, let's save it for later. But I have something to, like, it seems like Danny wants revolution. And everybody else wants the status quo. Now, it looks, and it should be tyranny versus mercy and understanding, but it doesn't come off that way. Uh, And we'll talk about that later. Their resolution seems like it's more bullshit to me. Um, But we'll get there later. All right. So, Danny, uh, John tries to convince Danny. Danny's talking about all this shit. John. It's just making the craziest faces throughout this entire scene. I like I look, I look like overacting to me. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Well, she was. <laughs> this is the thing is she wasn't told she'd go crazy, so like she had no. Um, well, I don't know when she got the final script, but supposedly there was an article where she they didn't tell her she was going to go crazy, so uh, she couldn't like sprinkle it in <laughs> to like. Yeah, so, so it's it like just like went from zero to crazy right, faces exactly. Like, so she's like, I got to be super crazy now. And I, th- I would, I thought it would have been played a lot better instead of her acting like a lunatic, instead of being like a, a just like a person who is so driven that it comes through like just pours out of them. You know, Once again, I, I didn't yeah, think it was played very well. That's another thing I have to say with, with uh, the failing of the writing is I I don't know. There's something called uh, show don't tell, and the show doesn't do that. Uh, show means you show people's actions, and then you get a window into their personal motivations and, and uh, their mental states here in this show you had like five people telling you Danny was crazy so you were supposed to believe that she was crazy instead of yeah. judging like her by Sansa her actions smart. what yeah Sansa, like Sansa smart, Sansa smart Tyrion met. smart despite your lying yeah. eyes Sansa smart okay so John gives her smoochie and then stabs her in the heart she falls over she dies and Drogon comes in and has a hissy fit uh the Drogon thing was. Uh, Do you think that D and D watched the previous episodes? Because this doesn't make any sense. Like, all of a sudden, he loves her again, and he's making out with her, and it seems like there is there to like he's actually kissing her for real. But like the last few episodes, he's been repulsed by her. I guess because he's the aunt. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and you don't even really know whether you know his prior revulsion was due to her being a crazy person or uh or being his aunt i mean it, it was just no chemistry i never bought their love and then all of a sudden like it popped back up hey they're love again they're kissing like it seemed like D almost only equate love with some kind of uh sexual act and then there was nothing else other than that between these two to me on the screen that indicated that they were in any kind of love yeah, I mean, the, there was no chemistry between these two, but I f- think as far as like him kissing her, he knew he had to like be a deceptive piece of shit in order to get in close enough to kill her. That's the way I read it. So you think those were fake? Okay, fake kisses to get fake in there. Fake kisses, and he got a fake heart on. <laughs> Moving then he, on. Then he prison shanked her. <laughs> then he prison shanked her, and I'm fine with it. I saw it coming. It's fine. Once again, this no surprises. This is all fine. And once again, no surprises should be the 
I think there should be surprises, but they should be good surprises. Whatever. This is fine. Just, yeah, just no surprises, but also just very poorly executed once again. Uh, okay, so Drogon comes, and you're like, holy shit, I know Dan- John's not going to die by Drogon, but what Drogon does is the dumbest thing, inexplicably dumb. Uh, just screams for a while. <laughs> screams for a while, has a hissy fit, and then blows a whole bunch of fire on the Iron Throne. Now, people are saying that and we've theorized, and I, I've been a proponent that when people ask who's going to sit the Iron Throne, I was like, okay, you're not paying attention. The Iron Throne, the quest for the Iron Stone is kind of stupid. It's evil. Um, there is no, going to be no throne at the end of it. I didn't know that that was going to be, I thought that was going to be more metaphorical instead of there really is going to be no <laughs> Iron Throne because Drogon burns it. What? What's the motivation for this? Uh, so the people are, are theorizing, and I did not pick this up on the first watch. I just thought it was stupid. That the theory is that um, Drogon is smart enough to realize <laughs> yes. that John didn't kill her, and actually the Iron Throne killed her, and so he melts it. Maybe also knows that she what she wanted to destroy like the the power or the you know the whole power stru- destroy the wheel, and the wheel I think uh, arguably the spoke is you know this Iron Throne or not the spoke but whatever the hell's the center of the the wheel you know. I heard somebody mention, I didn't get to see it, but there's a meme going out there where it's Drogon looking at the knife, and he says pointy, and then he looks at the Iron Throne, and he goes pointy, and then he just burns it, thinking the Iron Throne killed her, literally. Jesus. Well, <laughs> and that makes more sense to me. It does, yes. So, the, and then there's also like a background of, um, I forgot exactly how this tied in, but what whoever made the Iron Throne, his dragon was bleary in the black dread i believe yeah, it was even bigger than uh drogon yes yeah and so like it it also makes poetic sense that a dragon was responsible both for creating the iron throne and then also destroying it i think something to do with the black also tied in but i can't remember what it was regardless um, yeah so, right it's symmetry yeah. dragon made it dragon destroyed it got it got it great right. then they have this falcor moment where the luck dragon well, takes I also thought it was weird how John just left his knife in there, you know, like he didn't shake it around in there just to make sure he finished the job. (laughs) And then so so the dragon caresses her, nudges her for a little bit, then picks her up really gently and then flies away. Not to belabor this point, but I've watched enough prison (laughs) movies to know that you get a few shanks in to make sure you finish the job. (laughs) I don't know. know, This was a little bit longer than a prison shank. This is like a one foot knife. He lost a perfectly good knife too out of this deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God it was maybe it was Valerian steel. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, so the dragon disappears with the body and the murder weapon. I'm thinking Jon Snow is. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting off scot free. He's like, if this was cool, well, no, out. you would never nail this guy because <laughs> there's no murder weapon. <laughs> so we get this fade to black as Drogon goes off, fucks off to go do whatever. Um, and I would say this Which, is the end of the first half. And once again, if the, yeah. if the episode ended here and there was no further explanations, I think I would have been happier. Yeah, and the, they did the fade to black, which uh, Game of Thrones is traditionally not done um, because it's. I, I mean, I think fade to black is kind of a stupid tool. Uh, but of course, D and D directed this one, so uh, they would pull out you know directing one hundred and one. They wrote tactics. and directed this, right? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Well. It was this one was important to them. Fifty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, moving on. That's that's too high. All right, so uh, I guess John tattled on himself because uh, later on uh, we cut to Tyrion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Doug. I, a couple other quick <laughs> oh, things. Oh man. Okay. So 
Danny says nothing after getting shanked. Yeah, I thought that was disappointing. Just like, she could have said why, and then... Or I could have been a contender. Yeah, something like... Just anything. She could have said... She could have said anything, and he... And John, it would have been an extra moment of like drama. Like maybe John could have cried a little bit. Like yeah, you'll always be my queen, you? or why? How could you? Something to really, I mean, twist the theoretical knife in John's heart. You know, right? Be, exactly. Really, Make him pay. Yes. Right. I, I really her not saying anything. I thought really lost some of the potential emotion that was in that scene. And then the other thing that um, I wanted to talk about is where does. Uh, Drogon go because now we have this crazy dragon terrorizing the world. I mean, he theoretically could kill every single person yeah. on this planet, and it just is left unaddressed until uh, Bran's line yeah. later. And then some people are theorizing that uh, he would go to Valyria. I forget what the exact reason behind. I think that's where the dragons originated from, yeah. and that's where Danny's people originated from. So he might be taking the, her there to be buried. But I, have I thought a solid- it was unsatisfying. I have a solid theory, okay? Ready for this? Okay, go. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Nothing matters. It's all over, and they don't explain anything because okay. they don't give a shit. F- fair enough. Right? I mean... But I did want to raise that point. You uh, know, no, no, I that's a good point, but, like, everything else, like, the White Walkers, we have a million questions about them, doesn't matter. Kyborn, how did he How did he successfully make a zombie with Gregor? Why didn't he make more zombies? What What happened with that? You never know. Doesn't matter. Kyburn's dead. Show's over. Go fuck yourself. Uh, all right. sorts of, like, mysteries that they don't bother to wrap up that's fine um but yeah he fucks off it doesn't matter what he's doing and if they would have uh, if they would have left open the if they would have left it with a stinger of maybe the white walkers could come back then i would be more interested in thinking about what happened to drogon yeah no, i mean can he lay eggs i think there's some old thing where they're they produce not asexually but uh, they they can change like uh, yeah. like Jurassic Park dragon or dragon. Yeah, so he could lay in eggs, make the old switcheroo, and then skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> There's skeet. more dragon. Right, on the eggs. That's <laughs> yeah. how it works. They so do move in herds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Tyrion is roused from his, I don't know, some passage of time. I don't know if it's a couple days or whatever. Tyrion is brought before a collection of asshats in the dragon pit, including Sansa, Arya, Bran, Gendry, Davos, Brienne, Yara, the most interesting man in U- Westeros, who I guess is the Prince of Dorne, Bron John Royce, Edmure out of nowhere, and the return of the idiot titsucker. God damn it. I'm so mad that he didn't look more stupid. <laughs> he actually <laughs> so looked like a normal guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm really upset about that. Uh, you know, the switch from uh, – th- there was a lot of, like, stupid comedy in this this scene. Oh, God. The and the transition from, like, the what should be one of the most impactful deaths, which I didn't really feel it, even any impact right. of it, uh, to, like, a comedy scene. They would have never done this for any of the other important characters. I really think it took away from it. Yeah, I wrote, um, like – somewhere down here, I wrote I've, – I've laughed at a joke at a funeral, but it was actually funny. Uh, this felt like somebody making bad jokes – because uh, of the dourness and the severity of the um, the situation, I think they were trying to add some levity, but it just didn't work. None of these things landed for me. And what's sad is, I, I don't know if it's because, you know, I don't think I'm necessarily funny, but I, I'm a fan of comedy. Agreed. Yeah, what? No question. But I'm a fan of comedy, and, like, their jokes suck. Like, very rarely do they hit. Yeah. We, we joke to ourselves about, I've always had blue eyes. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
<laughs> shit like that is not funny. But people, other people like it. Other people ate it up because people yeah, were know. mentioning these jokes like they were brilliant or something, and I hated every single one. Agreed. Let's tear it apart. So uh, Davos tries to give High Garden to the Unsullied. The Unsullied are like, no, fuck that. Uh, we just want justice. Which is hilarious. They, I mean, you can't have a house if the house can't propagate itself. <laughs> what are you, you talking know? about? Yeah, these d- d- dingusless wanders. And why are the Unsullied in charge? I mean, is Grey Worm the dictator? Like, who's actually in charge of the Unsullied? At, I mean, at whoever point? controls the the standing army inside the city, I guess. Yeah, I, and then John is in jail. I mean, he did. Yeah, did why he confess? Would, I guess he confessed. Number one, did the he, dragon snitch? They he must have. He wrote a letter, but they they smooth all over all that because Grey Worm was just executing men that were on their knees in front of him. Uh, why would they not execute John if they knew he killed the queen? Don't worry I, about I don't it. know. Don't worry about yeah. it. Doesn't matter, Doesn't right? Make any sense? Yeah. And then there's all these people here. Where did all these buttholes come from? I, I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> like how did this group assemble? And it's like this is like a roll call of who are the kind of the the losers of Westeros. Right. You know, the I mean, these are somehow survived, didn't get involved in the war. I don't know. Yeah, um, and then they're threatening each other. You say another thing, and I'll kill you. Yeah, this is a real good way to. Uh, the representation's completely off. You know, it's not like one vote per whatever kingdom. It's just I uh, God. And the Yar is still supporting Danny. I, I guess she's okay with war crimes. I I mean, I guess she probably would be as an Iron Islander reaver, yeah. but. I just this whole this scene yeah. just was so fucking terrible. So yeah, and this is where it started to get real bad for me. Like I said, I, I had my problems with the first half of the episode. Yeah. But if the episode would have ended there, I would have given it up maybe three, three and a half. I don't know. Uh but it just got worse. And and this scene just got worse. So we have the unfolding thing where I was excited that Edinburgh was there and then he got up and we've, we've raised we've brought him up so many times. Right. He gets <laughs> up and he does this long winded thing where he proposed to be king and it wasn't funny at all. And I feel like it could have been funny if the timing was better. If he would have got up right away and said, Well I've been and then if Sansa would have cut him off like immediately, I feel like it would have been funnier. But right now it Yeah it was long. Somebody had a whoopee cushion maybe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we hear like a nerd, like in the background. Oh, Shut he up. done shit his pants. <laughs> um, yeah, and why why does Sansa get to tell Edmure what to do? I mean, <laughs> she's like his niece. Why does he go, you know what, <laughs> slap her or something? I I don't know. I, I did. It was kind of funny. Uh, I did think her interrupting was kind of funny because Edmure has been a punching bag. But uh, yeah, I just it wasn't funny enough to justify its existence. Yes, and it wasn't funny enough to justify its existence. You're right. Yes. Um, I think the timing of it was off. That was my biggest thing. All right. Uh, Sam suggest. Oh yeah. And meanwhile, they're bringing Tyrion, a prisoner, in front of them to decide what to do with him. And somehow he talks his way into being like leading this collection of assholes, uh, and they're yeah. taking his advice for everything. Like what? He's the prisoner here. Uh, but yes, he's saying yeah. you guys have to pick. But it's a- not like he- the other thing is, it's not like he is. Say he was this great sage, you know, or he or he was this wise. Uh- uh, ruler or, or wise advisor, but he's been terrible for seasons on end. So right. I don't know why anybody would give him any credence. And why? Why didn't the, also? Why didn't Unsullied just kill him too? Yeah, yeah, he was a traitor as well. Once again, they're they're murdering yeah. Lannisters in the street. It doesn't make any sense. Once again, a little he's time a fucking jump. Lannister, right? And he's a you know a known traitor. Uh, right? He's whatever. 
Okay, so uh, uh, he tells them they have to pick a king. Uh, Sam suggests democracy, and it is laughed at. Hilarious. Meanwhile, they don't show Gendry and Davos, who were both commoners. At least Gendry was, uh, and Davos right. was. So it's just like, you guys don't matter. Uh, hilarious. Um, and I guess it's, it's, it's once again, I, I didn't expect them to go full uh, democracy here. Uh, but what they end up with is is terrible. Uh, so them laughing at democracy, I didn't like. Uh, hilarious. Uh, plus the joke wasn't funny. Uh, mm, oh yeah, and then you get this weird thing where Tyrion just starts pontificating about what do people like? People like stories. What? <laughs> what the yeah, fuck are you talking exactly. about? You it's, I mean, it was just D&D trying to be meta. I, I don't know. Yes, it was them trying to be meta, and it it felt as forced as. Do you remember the um the battle plan scene where Sam says, "Hey, if you want to destroy a whole bunch of people, you destroy their memories." What? Yeah, you remember that scene? And I was yeah. like, "This is way too metaphysical for this show." Uh, for a character to say that to another character, uh, in a very I don't know, very pragmatic sense, we're trying to survive here, Sam. Uh, nobody gives a shit about memories or whatever you're talking about uh but yes saying nobody has a better story than bran and then i like the meme where it's just like what about john yeah you remember what about john? all these characters <laughs> the guy was killed and like, sansa has I mean, a better fucking care uh journey or story yes there yeah bran sat in a chair Aria. i mean that's what he did <laughs> i mean even fucking mira and jojen have better stories than bran literally so everyone has a better story than yes bran. and Instead of like justifying it on based on his story, I mean that should have been justified based on a, on his omniscience or, or his actions. Some other, Once again, he yeah. doesn't do anything. Right. People tell you that he is valuable instead of him demonstrating his value. Right. You know, I've got a book about pickup artists you need to read. It's called <laughs> I forgot what it's called, but it's about the, demonst- game. <laughs> the game. Yes, it's about demonstrating your value. Um. So you got to Brand's just been nagging the shit out of people. It's Brand. He has been nagging the shit out of everyone. He did nag uh, Sansa pretty hard the first time he saw her. Yeah. It's like you cool so white beautiful. dress. Yeah, you do a compliment, but then there's also like a backhanded thing. Yeah. So you said you were very beautiful that night when you were savaged by your husband. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just awful. Yeah. So I guess the, so. The wheel, I guess, is broken. The, the ruler is chosen in somewhat of a more democratic or republican or republic type fashion. But um, I don't really care. Yeah, and there's no there's no system to make sure yeah. to ensure it. Uh, this uh, happens again. They're like every time no. new king, new king, we'll all get together and we'll all decide. That seems like some naive pie in the sky bullshit, which has no real consequences. Uh, or no, they uh, wait enforce just, it. They did the same thing as it was in place before Bran arrived, except for he's not going to have any descendants. But which is a whole other problem. You know, Sansa spilled the beans on the relationship. Now Sansa just volunteering to Bran, I guess, as a messed up downstairs. I don't know why she's opening her mouth again about his impotence. Um, really, really odd. And, you know, the uh, my understanding is that despite if even if you are crippled, something still works. So. I don't think this is scientifically accurate. She's just yelling out his dick doesn't work. Um, which I, I would she even know. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they all just agree so quickly. 
and uh, somebody pointed out online that they've had pizza orders with a group of people that have taken more time to work out. <laughs> yeah, have you that ever gone out? Have you ever gone out to eat or a place where they yeah. won't split the check? Oh yes. my god, you're there for it's like a, an hour. Yeah, we had Tyrion just like pontificating and retelling Bran's story poorly, and it's one they're trying to tell the audience instead of show the audience. I just I did not buy this at all. And it's so weird because Bran didn't even want to be the Lord of Winterfell. So how do you extrapolate this that he knew he would end up being the king one day, or he just this is a big enough position for him to take on because he said he wasn't Bran. He said he was the Three Eyed Raven. So. Where is Bran? What is Bran? <laughs> what is Bran? What, what is- can he do? What is his motivations? He doesn't really want anymore. Um, no. So what the fuck is this? I don't. I don't. I really don't understand it. Uh, it makes me I don't angry, need- and <laughs> it gets worse. And that's the thing is, you're. I'm really angry right now, just retelling it, and then I'm about to get more uh, outraged with what follows. Which before okay, we get to that, going. finish up brand. Finish up. Do we have anything else to say about how she yeah, brand is? I hated the the term brand the broken. Yes. What uh, the I, fuck is that? How about brand the brunette? Brand the guy with the brand the omniscient. Brand yes. the all knowing. Yes. Brand brand the three eyed raven. Why why would you ever name a king in a way that plays up his weakness instead of his strength? That, that makes kind of no sh- sense. But that kind of shit is declared after the fact. It's like giving yourself a nickname. No one does that. You give your well. Like, somebody <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's a cool nickname. Somebody else called me that, and I, uh, right. you know, promoted it. That's all I did. Whatever. Your, your uncle Chunky Duck. <laughs> Chunky Duck. Anyway, um, two inside baseball. Okay, but yeah. I think the worst part is <laughs> shit. Tyrion goes, I know you won't like it, but will you do it? Does the Pope fuck in the woods? <laughs> Why yeah. do you think I came all this way, motherfucker? Oh, yeah, let's do it. And then like, mm, bump, bump. so he doesn't really want things, but yet he's come all this way because he knew he'd be offered the job. Did he manipulate everything to to get to this point? We'll never know because... Nothing has been said. You can theorize and speculate all you want, but what was on TV did not lead you right. to believe that Bran had a, a a plan. And even if he did, all he did, if he had a plan, he just laid back and let things happen. He let Theon die. Uh, you know, he let the war happen. Uh, King's Landing let burn. Hodor get shanked. Yep, he let Hodor uh, get shanked as a young yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Let let Jojen die. Yeah. What? What? He, what was the point? <laughs> What's the point of the three-headed raven? What yeah. was the point? No, there's, the there's point? no point. And the only point the, the the only point they've explicitly said is that it's the world's memories. And once again, the, just go to the Citadel. There's a whole fucking library. Like yeah. uh, it really doesn't make any sense. And guess what? If you lose your memory, if everybody just woke up tomorrow, I'm guessing human nature would take over and we would uh, be just fine. You know, the purge. Um, yeah. It, it also. It, I mean. There's a really easy interpretation that Bran is evil and that he has done all this just to put himself in power. And then, you know, he could he could have been the Night King. You know, there could have been different ways to do this. And that would have been satisfying because that would have been intriguing. But none of that was put forth. No, we're just left with the the that he just happened to go along with this. I I think part of this though stems from the confusion about what his powers are, because I do think that we including you and I, even like people pay attention, uh, have overestimated his powers. 
And I don't, you know, because they gave him that, it seemed to give him with the Tower of Joy scene that he might have the ability to influence the past. I yeah. don't think that he actually does. I think he can only see the past. He can't see the future and he can't manipulate people. And so that would make sense. That, that would get yeah. to him where he is now. Like if he doesn't have the power to manipulate things and it's kind of fine that he ends up here, but we had on the screen that he did seem to be able to manipulate people or at least change the course of events in the past. Right. And if he does have that power, then yes, then it looks like he's a power hungry psycho. Right. But we don't know. It's not clear enough on the screen. And, and I thought I had a grasp on it. I thought he could see things in the past, but like he could basically see things in the present because the past is always, you never are fully in the present. You know, I try right. to be, more i try really consciously to be in the moment you know sometimes i'm just in my head too much but no legitimately he can see things that are happening quote unquote right now maybe five minutes ago and it makes sense if he can see jamie lannister is oh he's coming up the king's road he was there yesterday uh he's further up the king's road today um he'll be here i'll go wait in the yard for him that's the kind of shit that makes sense but once again uh, he should be sharing this reconnaissance shit with his yeah. family members. Uh, doesn't do it. He's just laying back. His ill-defined powers are probably the most frustrating part of the show for me. That and he has no – he's not a character. He, We don't yeah. know what his character motivation is because all he does is say weird cryptid shit and nobody calls him out on it. Um, just, he's like a friendly robot. He's a friendly robot like that one at the giant – oh, you don't have giants down there, but there's a giant food stores. They have these, like, robots that uh, don't clean anything up. They just, like, spot when there's, like, a mess in the aisle, and then they go tell, like, an employee. Uh, but they have these mm. robots in the supermarkets now. They're coming for your jobs. Um, Pretty cool. Okay, so, yeah, that's really dumb. Um, so, oh, yeah, and I have <laughs> I have a little rant here. I didn't realize it. Um, let's talk about the choice of brand. So they set up – Last episode, the Machiavellian choice between uh, a leader should be feared or loved, right? Mm-hmm. And Danny's like, let it be fear then. Okay, so they set up this thing. And then let's let's put it on Bran. Is anybody afraid of that fucker? Nope. <laughs> Does nope. anybody love him? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Okay, perfect leader. Got it. Um, yeah. Yeah, we haven't defined his powers. Uh... So yeah, so then we have we have like the the whole nomination thing too. Uh, Sansa says, "Hell no, you know uh, oh, we're going to stay independent." Yeah, let's get it. Let's get there. Okay, well, no one seems to give a shit whatsoever, and we have you know she says the, they were independent thousands of years ago or whatever the fuck. The Iron Islands and Dorne have openly rebelled like in yes. recent history in the show several times, and so Dorne why would they just be like? Right. Dorn was I mean let's go we got we got to restrict it to the show like but like it think in the show yeah. they've said that Dorn wasn't a part of the seven kingdoms for like a hundred years so even after Aegon con- uh conquered the seven kingdoms he really didn't bring Dorn into the kingdom until there was a marriage pact uh like a hundred years into it so Dorn yes Dorn was an open rebellion several times the Iron Island has declared war several times like there after Robert's rebellion what is Balon did it and that's in the show. So, what is your oh, just going to be like? It's even worse, Doug. It's even worse because part of the uh, Danny's agreement with Yara was that the Iron Islands would be like their separate thing, although they'd be part of the kingdom. That was like their pact. Right. So I don't know why Yara is not even pushing on this. It's uh, so it just, bad. It's so also it's, it's so silly too because it's fucking another yeah. Stark. It's your goddamn yes. brother. 
this was the That's reason exactly. she wanted Jon oh. Snow on the crown on the to be king is so that the the North was safe. Well, guess what, motherfucker, the North is safe. And hell, if you don't like the next ruler, secede from the nation. Then, like, it doesn't yes. make any it, fucking sense. And it's crazy too that a Stark, who are they're not part of the kingdom, rules the kingdom now. What? Right. That makes no sense. Um, so I just this was I, I don't even know why that what the point of it was. So um, so it makes me want to hate Sansa right now. So like I yeah. I see Sansa and I uh, people hated Sansa because they thought she portrayed Ned Stark and she did, but she was a child and I'm not going to hold that against her. I don't I don't have hate for Sansa, but I hate this Sansa because I feel like Sansa is going to become queen of either the North or the entire Seven Kingdoms in the books. Uh, using, I don't know, smart uh, tactics or politics. Not just saying, listen, um, we're not going to do this. No. <laughs> and then have everybody no. go, that's fine. Yeah, you can just be your own country. Fuck it. What? It's yeah. so fucking stupid uh, for a show that, you know, becoming your own, s- seceding? Didn't they fight a war to keep the North in? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and then we have, then Tyrion is named Hand. What yeah. kind of tenth grade writing bullshit is this? It's so so stupid. I don't want it. You, I've made all these mistakes. Well, then you're going to correct them. Uh, why, Doug? Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's so angry. It, and it's it, well, it's once again. I think it's just trying to give people ha- happy endings. It's just like you get a happy yeah. ending and you get a happy ending. It's 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 yeah, maddening. and you know it, the structure of the government, like I said earlier, it's the same more or less than it was before. Yes. I mean, they could have easily set up something that would have been like a republic where these the, – the, like the the whatever the, the – there's an agency or not agency, like a governing body that has some degree of power, you know, like a uh, – like not the um, – god damn, I'm so angry. I'm losing my mind here. Right. Um, you know, like we have – they have like an administrative and an executive branches. You know, right. so like they have like – a parliament or something like, you know, like yes. – and then a parliament to check the king if necessary. Right, so the king is like That's a figurehead. So he makes big decisions, but right. the parliament's there to like keep him checking and they're representatives of everybody. And now we have a small council, but the small council, we'll get to it. It's all made – it's all cronyism, and we'll get there, which right. made me even more angry. Uh, but you set up this situation where you've just remade the wheel. You haven't broken yeah. shit. Like it's still the leaders in power, and guess what? Like you think they're—it's uh, just ridiculous and naive that people will just get together and they'll—you know—no one will have grudges. The Iron Islands won't be pillaging uh, the Westerlands or anything. Uh, I don't know. Right. And so I guess Bran won the the Game of Thrones. Yeah, and and guess what? The uh, Iron Throne is destroyed. But no, it wasn't because you still have a king. It's Bran. Hey, yeah, Bran and unfortunately, he comes throne. with his own. He comes with his own throne, <laughs> the throne on wheels. Yes. Yeah. And no coronation ceremony. The, the winner of the Game of Thrones did not get a coronation ceremony. I mean, Sansa got one and she got to wear a pretty dress. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Let, yeah. Let's get moving. All right. All right. So yeah. let, it's not much left. Uh, John okay. and Tyrion have another conversation where John yeah. asks if he did a naughty thing. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't. I didn't really care for this scene that much. Other than yeah. at least I did appreciate that they really did look like shit. <laughs> they did look yeah. like they'd been to a battle. And uh, John sits the night watch. We talked about this. What's the point of the night's watch? Uh, uh, it's just a penal colony. It's basically in so, Australia or Georgia for for British uh, colonies. It's it's just a place to send criminals. Great. Did they actually say uh, to to the uh, north? 
or to the king to what the, a knight. I'm blanking on what the hell it's called. I don't. Did know they actually say that called. where he was being sent? Yeah, he said he's. Uh, he can't kill him because that would start a war. He can't set him free because that would start a war. So we're sending you to the Night's Watch. Night's Watch. I don't know why I blanked on that. That's fine. Yeah, because um, it's, it does. It's not necessary anymore. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it, really stupid. What are they watching? I don't know. And you could once again, you can argue. This is the best argument for for and it fixed the Drogon thing that. In the long uh, past, when the real the the first long night came about, and the darkness was pushed back the first time, uh, it's cyclical. So guess what? The White Walkers are going to come again in a thousand years, but they don't hint at that. So no, we talked about how badass it would have been if the final scene was finding like a, a body parts in that shape of that circle, right? Or it, that would have been so cool. Or just a random, I don't know, de- you know, just a dead. I don't know, like a new craster uh, sending a baby north or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anything to illustrate that uh, the White Walkers come back and this is all going to happen again. But we don't get any of that. So, yes. But, uh, you know, the, but though, like from the larger narrative, I do think that it doesn't make sense that they would return because there actually was a Night's King who was created and that's the only Night's King. So what would be the source of the next Night's yeah. King? Well, then what know? would be the source of the prophecies that they've mentioned in the show about the Long Night ending? Why would the Long Night ending if this is the same Might's uh, King from before? Maybe he I gotcha. got defeated but didn't die? Yeah, I think that's the implication. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, yep. Moving on. So, yes, he goes – he's <laughs> – and it doesn't make any sense because does John want to do this? Does John want to go back to the Night's Watch? Has he ever expressed it? I think uh, Tormund expressed it his wish for John to return by saying, you've got the true North in you. Right. But John hasn't ever expressed wanting to go back to the night's watch. I mean, they killed him and he, right. he the last thing he did is the night's watch commander was execute uh, a few dudes and a child and then say, I'm out. And let's talk about, uh, let's, let's wrap up John. John ends the series as an oath breaking piece of shit. Worse than Jamie Lannister, or as bad. Let's break it down. Jamie stabbed his king. John stabbed, murdered his queen. So regicide. There you go. Jamie, incestuous relationship. <laughs> John, incestuous relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they accused uh, Jamie of being an oathbreaker, but that was for killing his king. John has broken his oath to the night's vows. Uh, he did it by banging Egret. <laughs> uh, and he did it by just, I guess, uh, bringing the Night's Watch or the uh, Wildlings north of uh, south of the Wall. So he's an oathbreaker, a kinslayer, uh, and a queenslayer. He and he gets rewarded for this. Uh, I feel like he didn't pay enough of a price. Um, no, there was no showdown between him and Grey Worm. Um, I guess it's just okay. And then you know we'll we'll get to it later, but or I think it's the next scene, but. The Unsullied leave, so why couldn't John just go back? You know, and like one of the things that really frustrated me too was like the there was seemed like the Starks wanted to be together as a family again, the kids, but they all end up going different places, and half of them just end up fucking off to wherever they're going. The the Arya thing was really stupid. Um, Yeah, I mean, so John basically the only punishment for killing the queen was he got yelled at by a dragon, and that was kind of it. That was kind of it. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, so he talks to Sansa, and Sansa's like, "Do you forgive me?" And he's like, "Yeah, no big deal." What? 
Yeah. Sansa, Sansa doesn't pay anything. Uh, and people are going to interpret this as like, she played the game great. No, she was a, a ruthless, inconsiderate piece of shit that implicated in the death of maybe thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people with King's Landing, uh, because she started this fucking rumor, betrayed her uh, fucking cousin, I guess half used to be half-brother. Whatever. Uh, I don't like Sansa anymore. Um, okay, so Grey Worm's like, hey, I'm sailing all the Dothraki to uh, Narth. for, uh, And I'm like, so, okay, that's great for you, Grey Worm, but what about all these other people? Do, they, do the Unsullied not have a vote anymore? Like, are they still slaves? Yeah. And their, their slave master is now Grey Worm. Like, what the fuck? I, I guess it's just like the private army. You know, I, I, so w- did you see Dothraki getting on the boat with them or anything? No, I saw Dothraki just hanging out on the docks, and I'm thinking, okay. well, Dothraki, here you go. They don't wrap that up. They bothered to wrap up the Unsullied because we have Grey Worm as a character that we all know, but we right. don't have a character that represents all of the Dothraki like we have Grey Worm that represents all the Unsullied. But you have all these Dothrakis who famously hate boats and water who do not want to cross oceans what are they gonna do are they just gonna like and we only have like the dothraki <laughs> riders what happened to all the dothraki women and children and all this shit it's know. like such a loose end yeah and they're going to this north which was where miss sandy was from and it's yeah. i think north is supposed to be like a peaceful place yeah. um like they value peace above their own lives and they're easily enslaved uh, i guess they're carrying on the mission to or Danny's mission by going to save or protect the the people of Noth, but then I don't know if they mentioned this on the show, but supposedly like yeah, these they did mention it on the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So so say it, so say it, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter because it's such a weird nitpick. It, it is, yeah. They they're like the Noth have specifically evolved to be immune or avoid that this butterfly that will kill everyone pretty quickly. Who goes on the island, and then there's a whole thing like the butterflies go in. They're only active during the day, so slavers run in at night and kill the people or take them or whatever. Right. But I, I was really frustrated by this because the Dothraki and and uh, I mentioned this earlier, I guess Unsullied not try for their war crimes. Um, just free to go. Just go do whatever you want. You've yep. been raping and killing right. innocent people, but um, no harm, no foul. Yeah, the Dothraki uh, are going to go back to doing whatever they've done. Like assuming they get back home. And let's not assume they get back home. Let's say they stay in Westeros. They're going to fall back on what they know without a strong yeah. leader to keep them in, in line. So that's going to be their life of, uh, you know, raiding. If they're, if they're on the docks, I would assume they're either going to Noth or back over to uh, Essos. Sure. So then, yeah. once again, the wheel is rebuilding itself. Uh, but more importantly, the, all these people came over on the boats and they they lost hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of their own people, suffered these great... Uh, calamities and, and injuries and all these other things for nothing. Yeah, they gain nothing out of it. No, nothing. Just death. And it's all meaningless. <laughs> and it absolutely is. We look at it from we look at it as ourselves and just go, "What did we do for the past ten years?" Yeah, I say that every time we do one of these episodes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> all right, and then Arya wants to go fuck off. So Arya's story is a fucking mess. So let's talk about yeah, it from a character does. standpoint. The end point is. She wants to go west of Westeros, basically into the unknown on a boat. That sounds like a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> why not hire somebody to go out there <laughs> and scout it out yeah, for get you? Yeah, Lewis and Clark. Because I guess, guess what? What happens if you're if you're way out, far out in the sea and like don't find anything? Uh, I guess we turn around. No, Scurry. you just die. Yep. 
Yeah. So it's dumb. She's never expressed any nautical interest or uh, inclination. Uh, she hasn't even expressed the urge to be uh, an explorer. Now, I could understand her wanting to be an adventurer, and I think it was the uh, one of the other podcasts said, I could see her just like going just to town to town and just being like, a, just getting into trouble. Like basically being like, a, I don't know, like, a, like the Incredible Hulk from... Uh, the the TV show from the 80s where he just hitchhikes to another town and solves problem, causes a few problems, and just gets an adventure. Like, I could see... Like a, like a one-man A-team. Yes, exactly, like an A-team. Uh, Hell you yeah. You can find them. Uh, hire the A-team, yeah. I forgot how it went. That's horrible. Uh, but anyway, this is just dumb. Uh, if we look at her character arc from the beginning, she was obsessed with violence, traumatized girl who uh, ran away trying to find herself. So... And she was obsessed with vengeance. So you would think she found herself. She reclaimed her Stark identity. She's now Arya Stark. She loves her family, loves her home. But oh, wait, she wants to leave it immediately. She's never coming back as of two episodes ago, whatever it was, when she fucked off with uh, Sandor, knowing that she would never come back. And now she has this new thing where last week uh, Sandor saved her from a pointless death. Uh, by saying don't end up like me and now she wants to go fuck off into the west uh, in a boat yeah it's a it's a callback to um, her conversation with that actress uh, when she was over at Essos oh, after from, she like, was one shanked. of the worst seasons <laughs> yeah and she said something like what would you do if you could do any some just something like I would go west of west, of west or east of east and find out what was over there but I, this again betrays. I just mentioned this a few minutes ago, but it betrays what I thought was the point of it is reuniting the Stark family. She's just going to go fuck off and never see any of them again, um, you know. And it also betrays one of their like the, the Stark family sayings: is, yeah, "The lone, the lone wolf, wolf dies. dies." Yeah, and the pack survives. I mean, it's just it's stupid. Uh, and she also wants to go out and see like what's east of Essos. Well, couldn't Bran just like warg into? kangaroos or whatever the hell is like all the way over there you know (laughs) i mean brandon you can actually see brand's face in the background of what you see yeah he's like i saw those Tasmanian devils i know what's up (laughs) and he's he's like sitting there looking at her you you can zoom in on his face it's pretty funny but um yeah this is a this is a terrible ending to her storyline i thought yeah and she was a great, I mean, she was a great character. I think she was overblown. Yeah. Uh, you know, people, uh, they, they mishandled her, but I, I like Arya. I like her character. Um, it's fine. Uh, but yeah. terrible. They terrible made her too idea. powerful. But yeah. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible character arc. <clears throat> then speaking of terrible character arcs, we go to Brienne filling well, out. Before we get Brienne saying one last annoying thing to John. I was think that? he's like, Bran, John said something like, uh, I'm sorry. I was never there when uh, you needed me. Yeah. And then Brandon You were said, exactly where you had to be. <laughs> no, I wrote, it is what it is, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Up top. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And then, okay. So that's the last annoying thing we have to hear from Bran. Uh, no, uh, there's the whole thing about Drogon. Fuck, we got to get through this quick. All right. So, yeah, talk about Brian. It's so next, uh, speaking of disappointing, we go to Brienne filling out that book that chronicles what all the uh, Kingsguard has done. And first of all, the book's not torched. I guess it was in, in like in a black, yeah. in, a, in a fireproof safe. I yep. don't know. True. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this actually brought up a question to me. How was Jamie in the Kingsguard after he killed a king? Uh, he was pardoned by... Um 
uh, Robert and uh, Robert felt indebted to uh, Tywin Lannister um, because of I don't know he had the money uh, and he married his sister and all. Gotcha. I don't know. Okay. That makes a little bit, bit of sense. I, I just thought that. But so um, she like writes positive things about him, including that he died saving his queen. And this is complete bullshit. It really undercuts the strong woman narrative behind yeah. Brienne. Like um, if she would have wrote, if she would have written a fair description of Jamie, like yeah. if she would have said like, um, pushed boy out of roof during in- yeah. incestuous Which, relationship way, with his wife. Uh, that was his original attempt to slay a king. Jesus Christ. Yeah. With his sword? No, no, by pushing Bran. The oh, eventual- okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was an innuendo joke. But anyway, yeah, there there should have been something in there. I wrote <laughs> I wrote down, Jamie Lannister, uh, unfamiliar with safe words and into butt stuff. That would have been how I would have ended it. Yeah, and just hit it and quit it. <laughs> You know, yeah, he's a real jerk. And then, yeah, and I but I love to, him. But I wanted to see her turn the page and go, Brienne of Tarth, the beauty, the most beautiful woman in all of the Seven <laughs> Kingdoms, and the strongest. Daddy said I'm pretty Daddy. one day. <laughs> it, this was I. I was really frustrated because it, it. I mean, it really undercut Brienne and her growing up. And you know, Plus now it, I guess, yeah, yeah. I think the the people in the Kingsguard are supposed to take a vow of chastity, so. She was one and done with Jamie, and that's it. Oh, for and her. so is Pod, the the, yeah. the the tripod. No more fucking for him. Um, yeah, whether they actually stayed with those vows, who actually knows? But I, I, uh, I mean, now Jamie's history is going to be, right. I guess, that he was a stand-up dude, and he was an absolute piece of shit, and the person who knew it the best probably was her, and she just... Well, that's well, but here's because the thing she is, loved him for no real reason. Right. She, you know, and and you're right. It it ruins both characters because it makes Brienne just seem like a weak woman who's like, oh, I still love him, and it makes it makes him more conflated. It's in the audience eye. It's like he was a good right. person after all. No, he wasn't. He was a conflicted character who ultimately made a shitty choice and died for it. Um, the the the, the bravest thing she could have done was tell an objective story about Jamie. With his highs and lows, period. And the fact that she just gave him a glowing review, you know, that's like, you know, five stars on Yelp. Um, Come on. It's like everybody gives zero stars or five stars. Come on. Give us an honest review. All right. Then we get to the small council. Um, Fuck. Hey, hey, Doug, you remember the uh, last episode of Game of Thrones ever when Tyrion spent three minutes scooting chairs around? Jesus Christ. The last episode ever. He scooted chairs around for a few minutes. Hey, it was a callback to when he scooted chairs around and it was funny. But it wasn't funny this time. But it was a callback. You remember that? Yeah. Good God. All right. So uh, so the collection of assholes we have here uh, is Sam, who is now the the Grand Maester. Uh, okay. Let's stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> this ignores everything to do with the Citadels and the Maesters. He didn't earn his chains. How could he be a Grand Maester? He's, I, I guess, married or at least in a, a relationship with Gilly. Uh, he stole books in the Citadel. I, 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 how, how is this even possible? I don't know. I'm angry and confused and, uh, you know, set up okay. to take uh, House house Tarly. I mean, there's no living descendants, so his house will die. 
Okay, let's move on to the next small council. No, we talked about how angry we are at that one. All right, so we'll do Bronn. So, Lord okay. of High Garden. And the, the Master of Coin. This is the like most conniving person probably alive in Westeros. He has no experience with money. He has turned on Tyrion left and right. Why? Why? Well, yeah, why? And it, it, the only explanation is Tyrion is making good on his debt, so Tyrion, instead of getting the best man for the job... Uh, both Highgarden and Master of Coin is giving it to a guy he has personal gambling debts with. This is this is awful. This is corruption in your wheel that you just broken. Like, are you setting up this proto democracy to be something better than what you had before? King Robert had a had a more uh, you know <laughs> efficient small council than this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and you know the High Garden is I think it's called the breadbasket of Westeros. So right. not only does he in charge of the the money, he's also in charge of the place that like supplies the world's food. And he, he he's been he's been a turncoat throughout the entire thing. And it's all because of that stupid scene. Which that stu that scene from the last episode or two episodes ago oh, yeah, with that crossbow. crossbow you know, so nothing stupid. whatsoever. What was the point? No, no point. He was a fan favorite, so we wanted to include him. That's how. That's it is. the only reason. All right, and then we have uh, Brienne, which let's that makes sense because I think Kingsguard, the king, yeah, the head of the Kingsguard, like Barristan, was on the small council as well. I think Jamie, I don't think Jamie was though, uh, but I think Barristan was always the head of the small council until Jamie took over, and then once Jamie took over, I don't know if they showed small council meetings. Who cares? Uh, but anyway, the head of the Kingsguard has always been uh, part of this. So that makes sense. Davos, more cronyism. He's into boats, so he's the master of ships. Whatever, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but once again, it's just cronyism. Like, I'm pretty sure those other lords and ladies, or was there any ladies besides Sansa and Arya? No. Um, they didn't choose these people. I, I don't know. This, The government is corrupt. Already. I'm angry. Um, yeah, we have the dumb thing that this, it was theorized for a while, but the way they uh, unveiled it was like a wet fart. Sam wrote the Song of Ice and Fire. Theory yeah. confirmed. Who cares? Whatever. Uh, and then Tyrion is left out. And when? He, <laughs> when did he write that? Shut up. When he when he became Archmaester. And that, <laughs> where that where are week, they right now? Did they rebuild the, the Red Keep? Or, like, where are they? <laughs> who cares? Shut up. How much time has passed? These are unimportant questions. All right. So uh, he wrote the thing. Tyrion's mad because he got left out. Um, well, that makes sense. Yeah, he, it wasn't like his capture by Catelyn Stark didn't spark the war between the Lannisters and the Starks. It wasn't like he was the hand of the king for two separate kings. Right. That makes sense. And for the queen that, the you know, the queen that preceded Bran and the king now. What the fuck? That is stupid. And it's all in yeah. service of a joke that doesn't land for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm that, not laughing. That you will not be remembered in history books or whatever the fuck. That's so, it's so bad. It is so bad. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's just one bad thing after another. It's so bad. That book was thick as shit too. I don't know how he would have been included in that book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then they bicker about like uh, nonsense. Who cares? And then they end the scene with, I was once went to a brothel with the honeycomb and I, I was like, I don't care. I, don't, I think I that those were the last words spoken on the episode. <laughs> and in turn, the last word spoken in Game of Thrones. Wow. Master- yeah, and so you I, wrote, mention- I wrote here masterful. <laughs> you, you didn't mention Bran being rolled up. Oh, yeah. Um, Podrick's duties as King Guard includes uh, pushing uh, the king around. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and this, he's just going to be an absentee king, apparently. I, I'm going to go now. He's, yeah. I, we don't have time for this. He, what is his role going to be? Like, they left that so ill-defined or not defined at all. And he says, oh, I need these new ma- – I need these other masters, including one of those was a master of whisperers. Hey, don't <laughs> you fucking see everything, you fucking clown? Yeah. Why do you he need a master of whisperers? Holy shit, I'm just realizing that now. What the fucking fuck? Well, or perhaps I can find him. Well, why can't you? What's the problem here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, go back upstairs. The adults are going to continue to talk. Bye. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I do not understand. This whole scene just made me so mad. And they, they must have thought it was like funny or endearing, you know. The master of coins does this, you know, like, and then Braun wanted to bring back the brothels right away, which immediately, how corrupt is this fucking clown? Yeah, um, Westeros is worse off than when Robert Baratheon yes, was in charge. Absolutely, I, I don't think there's any question about it because Robert Baratheon yeah. just put him in debt. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, otherwise the small folk were not all dead, um, and then they also didn't have like the. I mean, it's really bad when when uh, Littlefinger was probably a more principled more, master yeah. of coin. Yeah, than the I, I, one. I, I would trust Littlefinger with the coin over Bronn any day of the week. Yeah, no question. Uh, so fuck. I hate this. Yeah, I hate yeah. it. Hate it all. Uh, and then okay, John, we get. Uh, what devolves into a montage, which I hate. Uh, John arrives at the wall, yeah. sees his buddy Tormund, gets the pet ghost. Great. Um, which I guess that's the, their way of trying to make up for the fact that he abandoned that dog, but or wolf dog. But it's still like he still abandoned the wolf dog. You know, it's still he's still like a shitty pet owner. He is absolutely. Yep. Um, Stanza gets her queen in the north, and like I said, I hate her because once again, I feel like uh, she didn't earn it. Uh, she was annoying and did shitty things um, to get it. Whatever. It's happy for her. Great. Uh, Arya's getting dressed. Uh, Sansa's getting dressed. John's grabbing Longclaw. Uh, and then just a lot of strolling around. A lot of walking. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then uh, John fucks off with Ghost and the Free Folk north of the Wall. And I want to ask, uh, yeah, we've already talked about what the fuck is Night's Watch doing. Why did they close the gate behind yeah. him when there's a big hole in the wall? Uh, is he going to join <laughs> the wildlings, or is he just escorting them home? Is he going to be the king beyond the wall? Uh, what's happening here? Uh, and then somebody I, pointed I, out that I this think was... I have a good theory on this. Oh, wait. But let me just quickly. Somebody pointed out that yeah. they wanted to end the show echoing the same shot that they opened the show, and the first shot was the the wall door opening as the writers wrote out. Right. Uh, so they wanted to bring it back and have that symmetry. God, now now I'm angry because I remember watching that scene specifically and being so intrigued about what is going on beyond the north. And then we ended up wrapped up so stupidly. Um, But I think the theory is that if John is going to join the free folk because he's had all these burdens throughout uh, these last few years or however, however much time has elapsed. And by joining the free folk, he's truly free because there's no longer any expectations uh, uh, so is he breaking him. yet another vow? Apparently, but you know, I mean, he's free from everything. I, I I didn't realize that. I I guess I didn't notice, despite having watched a couple times, that he was specifically supposed to join the Night Spot. So I figured he might have also been exiled. But um, yeah, I mean, it does make sense from a narrative perspective, but it just wasn't. 
it wasn't clear enough on the screen, I don't think. If you yeah, said, right. I if, want to join you, Tormund, because I want to be a free man, and the only right. people that are actually free are the Northmen, or not the Northmen, but the Wildlings. But then you couldn't have done the awesome honeycomb thing be the last thing said. So, Yeah, god damn. What a piece of garbage. Um, oh, this also, you know, Ario is getting ready too, and, you know, holstering her cool knives and all that stuff. And her telescope. Made me realize she has, yeah, she has the most powerful weapon, maybe besides Bran, in the entire universe, and she did not use it in the last two seasons. Yeah, that's what I said to somebody. I said, no, they've got to use her face thing. She's got to be able to, like, she's a faceless man. She took all this time doing it. She only does it once in service of an assassin. Well, twice. She does yeah. it in service of killing Marin Trant, which was fine, whatever. Uh, but she only uses it to kill Walder Frey and his uh, his brood. Brood, yeah. If that's a if it's yeah. such a powerful thing, you would have just used it. It didn't have to be to destroy Cersei or the Night King. Uh, no, it would have been awesome if she used it to, to destroy the Night King. If she strolled up as one of his his <laughs> lieutenants or whatever. Somebody had a great theory that I heard that when they saw it, uh, they thought that she had killed Bran and she was going to be in the wheelchair and take off Damn. and stab him as Bran and then take off Bran's face and they sacrificed Bran to destroy the Night King. And I was like, wow, that's a much better story than what we fucking got. Well, then their memories would have been gone. Oh, no, not the memories. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, so this was a uh, an awful, awful uh, episode of television. Um, and, I, and I'm not going to pretend like we've talked about the production value being so great before. Uh, fuck you. This is the last thing we're going to remember about the show, and it was awful. I'm going to give it a half a point, or a point five. So it's a 10-point scale, point five increments. I don't recall if I've ever offered this as one of my sandwich, but this was a shit sandwich. I'm pretty sure you've given out a few um, shit sandwiches. Like, you need to say like a reheated yeah. shit I mean, this sandwich is, or okay, diarrhea sandwich. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, even worse because be you, so you can't even bread. hold the bun. Yeah, it's dripping onto your fingers. <laughs> Awful. Um, yeah. Uh, God. God. Yeah, so I had some notes that we didn't really touch on um, during the show. Yeah, but spew them out. Let's wrap them up. Yeah, so like the entire like, King's Landing is in shambles. You know, there, there's no food. The economy is ostensibly destroyed. Millions are dead, or hundreds of thousands. Like, how do they even recover at this point? I, I really wish they would have given you some idea, like a mon, even like a montage. Yeah, you're right. Like when John eighties. When John was going to the docks, I wasn't really mm-hmm. like, "Oh, look, they're rebuilding." Were they rebuilding? Was that happening in the background? I missed. No, it. I. I really wish that they would have given us a a hint of how the universe is prospering under this new regime. Um, it, it, it tied into that as some degree of rebuilding the world, and they just did not do that. Instead, I'm left to speculate, you know, as to what actually happened. Um, yeah, I'm still. We touched on this all earlier. Where the after the Dothraki, um, you know, you would have thought that they would have gone ham after Danny's death because that's the way that they do. I mean, they they are just rapers and reavers and pillagers. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they're going somewhere with with um, Grey Worm. But uh, I was really frustrated with that how they were just kind of shuffled off and just moved along. Um, 
And then also, you know, what the fuck happened to uh, Varys' letters in the prior episode? That didn't matter. No, did not matter. I mean, one episode apart, just do it away. Yep. And then the, the biggest missed opportunity was not leaving a, some symbol that the uh, that the uh, White Walkers are not still around. That would have been so right. cool. At the, and once again, that little bit. Yeah. Would have gone the door I mean, open for things like. So, yeah. So now that we are to believe that the White Walker threat is gone forever. There's no Children of the Forest, no White Walkers. Yep. That's over. That's my interpretation, yeah. And I feel like from just to cover your ass, I mean, it's 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 lazy in a way, but it absolutely it 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 would make the story feel more complete if they would have introduced that because you could it, it could have allowed for speculation. Yeah, I mean, I think they were trying to tie everything up, but they did it just such a shit job of it. And then if you actually left something open, that could have been interesting. And then even could have led to, hey, we can do another, you know, like the second iteration of this happening very easily. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't do that, you know? Uh, yeah, I leave it open for the, the sequel, Game of Thrones 2. Yeah, well, at this point, I just hope we get a reboot and they can redo. Yeah. There's a petition that you. <laughs> <laughs> I joked about it. I mean, after last week, it's stupid. The petition's stupid, but this week was so bad. I'm like, maybe I should sign that petition. Like, yeah. But yeah, okay. you're right. Uh, somebody will remake this in our lifetime, so that's going to be exciting. Like, yes. Uh, and then assuming that even if the books don't get finished, which heaven, like you know, because of this, uh, whole, he updated his blog yesterday yeah. that he's working on it. Working I on guess. it, still not done. If I don't, have, I have to say it. I'm telling you, it's not done. Great. That makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. I mean, I'm looking forward to the books. I'm looking forward to a reread, uh, but I'm not going to do that until Winds of Winter is at least announced. Because like, I'm looking to cleanse my palate, my mental palate of the characters that I've conflated. I've conflated the book and the show. Uh, it's been too long. So I'm looking forward to reread. Um, but yes, I'm looking forward to the made-for-TV adaptation in... 15 years. Maybe 10. Yeah. Or the Hallmark version. <laughs> or an anime. An anime. This this movie, this this show as an anime wouldn't be bad. I don't like anime, but maybe, I don't know. No. Not, no. Okay. No. Yeah, I would like to do uh, <clears throat> one more. We'll do one more episode. Yes. Uh, because I mostly want to do, uh, I want to do the top five worst lines of the show. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do my research. Yeah. Or like maybe we think of a couple other like terrible moment kind of things. Um, I think that'd be fun to do to wrap up. And then do you want to bring on one of your cronies? Yeah. I want to bring on, yeah, I'll bring on, I want to bring on at least two guests just to, just to get other people's opinions. Like obviously we're stringing it into the void guys. Uh, since this is the second to last episode, I don't know if we'll, we'll put out the season slash series wrap up next Tuesday, guys. Maybe two weeks from now. Uh, but you can leave comments if you go to ashamedofthrones.com. I'm pretty sure I still have the uh, the domain. You can actually leave comments on this <laughs> on this episode. And uh, I don't know. Tell us what you want us to do next. If you got any suggestions for what we can talk about next time. Uh, this is it. We had like two comments in our history. Um, I don't know why, uh, you know, Amazon didn't pick us up as a podcast. It's bullshit, bro. Yeah. Politics. Oh, all another politics. thing that fucking sucks is we didn't we weren't invited to the goddamn Con of Thrones again this year. We're gonna start our own though. Yes, we should start our own convention. <laughs> We're gonna get um I don't know. 
let's say the girl, the waif. We'll see if she can come over and talk. Um, and we'll have it at the Waffle House. Guys, thank you very much. Uh, one more episode and then it's all over. Um, it's been not a waste of time. It's been fun. Thank you, friends. All right, guys. Talk to you later.